We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you love stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey, Sean and Helena here. Hello. Hey, today we're going to talk about sexual shame. And it was inspired slash something we just really felt we wanted to talk about from this really amazing story. This guy in our community, a past client, got engaged last week. And he just shared kind of what happened leading up to the engagement, this change of plans and would normally be totally triggered and was able to deal with it in a way that was really healthy, regulated, etc. Not to share his story by any means, but what I wanted to celebrate, what we wanted to celebrate is this guy got engaged. It was amazing. And it just really reminded us that we start a secret habit really because we care about healthy couples. We really cared about like newlyweds starting off well. And he has like three months of sobriety going into an engagement. And that's just Mm. so exciting. And it kind of got us thinking, like, what are some of the things that keep people, like, silent and inauthentic, stuck in shame when they're going into marriage especially, but in general for, for marriage and relationships, right? Like, there's so many things that keep us silent. Yes. And this question of, like, am I good enough? Yeah. I think we asked that so many times, like, am I good enough? Uh, I think it just applies to men and women. And that's something that we wanted to touch on in regards to the our sexuality and and shame, which again, shame is I am something and you you can fill in the blank. And And it's not not beautiful. It's not beautiful. (laughs) And then guilt is I did something. So uh, we're talking shame today. And that's, yeah, we we really have a huge heart for people to, um, to kind of have more understanding in regards to that. But we really wanted to tied in t- within our story and what uh what happened with us and how why are we even talking about this today and what That's right. why are we not having today sexual shame or there is really an increased amount of sexual intimacy and beauty that we just want to share with people yeah yeah so my name's punchinello today <laughs> for anyone who doesn't understand that reference there's a, an amazing book called you are special which is a children's book written by max Licato. We can link it below. You can go on YouTube and actually watch people read it because it's that amazing. But I share this because I really felt like it was cool to tie like shame into this story. Like this mm. shame message that we all have in our heads, I'm not good enough or am I good enough would be mm. the question we ask ourselves. And because shame is present, we say, no, I'm not. I can't get an erection. I can't please my wife. I can't live up to this standard or he likes porn more than I do. These shame messages we get. So... Punchinello is the character in this book called You Are Special. Like Helena got this book for Violet for her second birthday, which hasn't actually happened yet. So we've been reading it before she gets it because <laughs> it's such a sweet, sweet, special book. 
Uh, long story short, it's about this wooden, this village of wooden people. One of the characters, the main character is named Punchinello. And there's all sorts of wooden people in this village. Some of them are talented and beautiful and they get gold stars put on them all the time, daily even, that make them feel good about themselves. And then all the wooden people that have scratches and can't jump high or do cool things get gray dots. And it's this hierarchy system, basically, that, you know, if you have stars, you're good. If you have dots, you're bad. Mm-hmm. And one day Punchinello is just really in shame. He mm-hmm. really like he hates himself, if you want to put it that way. And he has just he's covered in dots. And he meets this girl named Lucia, who does not have any stars or any dots. And there's never been a Wemmick, a wooden person like her. And he asks her, like, how does that work, right? Like, what is that all about? Like, is that even possible? It's like, because he thinks gold stars are good and dots are bad. So he's like, you don't have any anything. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, it's, you know, it's because I spend time with Eli. And Eli is the creator, the wood carver of these wooden people. And she says that she spends time with Eli every morning. And Punchinello doesn't quite understand what that means. But she said, you should go and meet Eli and try it for yourself. And he is super ashamed to even step into the the workshop of his maker because he's never actually met him as a quote unquote uh, bad person uh, Mm -hmm. with all these gray dots. So he walks in and it's just this sweet story. Like Eli knows his name, calls him to come over to him, grabs him and puts him on his work table. And Punchinello just can't understand the love that he's experiencing mm-hmm. and when Eli says like oh I see Punchinelli you have a lot of gray dots you've been you've been marked by these people and Punchinelli starts making up all these excuses about oh I, I tried really hard and I did my best and, and you know I just can't do these things and Eli just says I don't care about what these Wemmicks think I made I made you you know it just goes on to tell him that like I think you're really special mm-hmm. and it's not because of stars or dots but because I made you and what Eli tells him is that the more you start to believe what I say and what I think, the less you care about what they think. And what ultimately happens is the stars and dots don't stick anymore. And it's just so beautiful. Stars mm-hmm. are pride and the dots are shame mm-hmm. in many ways. And it's just this beautiful story. Yeah. And that's often how we live in this world. We have stars and then we get prideful about our achievements which is often where you see people going off and, and actually like glorifying pornography. Yeah. And then you have people with dots who are so ashamed of themselves that they can't even imagine talking to uh, another person authentically. Mm-hmm. They hide and isolate. And that was me with my erection problems, with my porn addiction. That was Helena with body image and other mm-hmm. things. So like that story just really resonates with us and just get weepy thinking about it. It's so beautiful. that That's the gospel. But... We share that just to tie that into our story, like how we were so much like Punchinello. Yeah. Right, hun? Yeah. Like, I think, you know, all of us are have some sort of Punchinello story uh, where we're just thinking about, you know, thinking about how many times it's like this, sometimes just feels like this life is a competition of like, you know, who is the most beautiful, who is the most, I don't know, what else. And, and we just get so caught up on, like, 
we don't we just want to be good enough and we want people to like us and we want this and that and I think this is really what happens that's kind of why we were tying it into Punchinello is like when when we got married you know this is kind of what we we I think Sean and I both came with dots and stars into marriage and uh and like we were trying to communicate with each other and uh but through the lens of like you know the shame and the pride and it just wasn't working and obviously uh like especially i think when it comes to sex there's it's just a an interesting area like for sean and i it was um it was just this for me for example it was hmm. i brought shame of my past abuse uh relationships i had also pornography that i watched shame of my body that i brought into marriage like how i felt about my body and i would try to pretend like i don't have any shame about my body but mm. deep inside i had um like a almost like a, like I, could, i had a hard time with like feeling like I just love all parts of my bodies that the way that God made them. And I do agree that sometimes it is healthy just like for us to have critical thinking and be able to, you know, change um change based on the fact that based on certain facts and that we can we can grow as people. But I think that's kind of where guilt healthy guilt can come from like we have a healthy guilt when there is shame which i'm talking about like we are not we're not going to change in the in a healthy way and this is what i learned with food this is what i learned with pornography is like we're not going to change in a healthy way if our if we're talking to ourselves and have this like i'm not good enough and then this and that and i'm terrible and i'm ugly and i'm this so because more of these lies that we're telling to ourselves the further we actually hide and and i i i was yep. further hiding from that sure. like hiding from uh how i really feel how and 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 even addressing right. the reality of my shame and that i can actually feel um accepted mm. i can feel accepted by eli first <laughs> yeah and then right. it grows from that and it's just beautiful when it touches your sexual life mm. yeah i was thinking like it's like the world puts stars on you as like you know a lot of times when we're traumatized we mm -hmm. try and put on masks that people will see as beautiful Yes. Right, so the world gives us stars, but we put dots on ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's really, really important to recognize that. Yeah, I just wanted to say this quickly, hon. That's really cool you said that because I feel like basically I put, uh, I felt like I had dots from things that people told me to my face about me, about my body, you know, growing up, and I had a bunch of dots. And so, to feel better about myself i would go and try to get the stars right. so i feel finally some good about myself yeah, that's right and then we would get in a relationship and then i felt like i'm getting dots again because mm. yeah uh just certain things i felt like were happening between you and i and yeah. and i think i just it just felt like this bondage and so then even i would try to get more stars even from you 
like trying to be somebody who I'm not inauthentic to like trying to be like like almost like trying to do things hmm. that were inauthentic to me yeah of, of course that's that is really the the epitome and like shame is where we separate ourselves from God like Genesis 3 shame separated sin separated but mm-hmm. we felt shame because of sin but like guilt is an interesting one because when we feel shame it's very often we start questioning our salvation questioning god's love Mm -hmm. but in guilt like the prodigal son for an example it says he came to his senses and then he returned home Mm -hmm. of course he felt guilty Mm-hmm. But there is a reassurance in the relationship of his father. Mm. And like that's really huge. But when you get stuck in shame, which we were, like for me, like being addicted to porn, I felt a ton of shame. Like I felt like I'm a pervert. I'm inadequate. I'm flawed. Huge problems like for a man to feel that way. Mm-hmm. A man can't be a man when he feels that way. Mm-hmm. You know, struggling with erectile problems, erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Like feeling like, am I even capable of pleasing Helena? Am I even capable of getting through a ten, five or 10 minute time of having intimacy or sex without getting soft or getting like coated in sweat because I'm so nervous about what will or won't happen? Mm-hmm. Like just so much shame. And that's from my sexual story of you know, really tra- tra- traumatizing things happening in my sexual experiences with people walking in on me having sex, um, different like, times of like yeah i don't want to get into details i've shared it on other stories podcasts and whatnot but traumatized by Mm -hmm. things happening to me or around me and bringing that shame into a marriage and saying i am damaged goods Mm -hmm. basically i Mm -hmm. am damaged goods yes and i think such a lie is this mask yeah you and i like that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Like, that's kind of what you're saying too, hon. Like, that's, you brought these dots on you and then, like, you didn't want me to see those dots or know about these dots. So you would try to earn as many stars as you can with me and then for your stars. Yeah, that's right. So you can cover up those dots you had. And yeah. when... We yep. all need them to just all fall off, mm. like everything, and just look at each other and yeah. look at each other with like without like. I think at first it wouldn't be interesting. Like I'm like thinking about this now. Like I think the biggest thing for me was just to simply understand those dots and how yeah. ridiculous they are, mm. and that I could just like take them off, you know. <laughs> but I feel like well, I couldn't take them off unless I understood them and understood my worth yeah well that's what's cool about the story of punchinello like they fall off Mm -hmm. right it's like they literally fall off and then it's as if punchinello had this liqueur on him that they don't stick anymore Mm -hmm. this it's just this coating and that's really beautiful when you think about for us it's like reading in the, the book unwanted by jay stringer he talks about swimming towards the shark of shame He says, you need to name the stories that cause you to feel shame. You need to defy those stories and the shame you feel. 
you need to dismantle it and then you need to become vulnerable mm-hmm. it's like defying it like that goes that's like the word of god that's the truth of christ mm-hmm. and then dismantling it is really piecing things together even i was doing that yesterday it's like this lie that I, nothing I do ever works. Mm-hmm. To defy it was to say, this is what's true about how God made me. But then to dismantle it was to actually say, wow, I've actually done a lot of things that never worked, but I never heard from God to get confirmation that that's what he wanted. Mm. And that was dismantling this lie in my brain to say, huh, maybe it's like what I do doesn't work. But every time I've done something for God, it has actually always worked. Mm. And then becoming vulnerable with somebody to share that with, right? So like I even yes. just did that yesterday with a friend, defying it, dismantling it. Yes. And like that's really where the the dots can't stick anymore. Yeah. But Eli in that story says, come back every day, Punchinello. Every day, Punchinello, come back and see me. Hmm. He doesn't say, hey, you're good now. See you yes. later. Every day, come and sit with me. And only at the end of the conversation, only this like, one yeah. fell off one of the dots yeah. fell off and i think that's so interesting right like i just remember like feeling i think the biggest things for women i feel so heavy just in my heart there's this thing women carry you know we have so much pressure on our beauty and i i want encourage women for like, I think that there is a, a healthy, innate desire to care for ourselves, to be nurturers. Like, I think that is very, God designed, God's designed us this way where I think, and nurture, and I think not just nurturing other people, but like innate in us is a nurturer for ourselves as well. But if we think, if we feel so much shame, we actually, we actually don't even feel encouraged to nurture. We just actually abuse ourselves either with like trying to, you know, do all these diets. This is, that is a nurture. And first of all, diets actually don't work. It, it's actually proven. <laughs> <laughs> little side tangent there. If you want to listen to Helena's podcast on dieting, go no. over to Helena's Dieting. 101. I am a diet rebel. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, because uh, I actually had hired a coach and she was incredible. She really helped me understand uh, freedom around food and, and, and really nurturing our bodies, uh, health for health and and beauty, but in a, in just a, like a freedom loving way. Uh, you know, we did, and I just felt like that just took me so long. All I was just trying to say is that like, wow, just this idea of you know how long it took me to be able to realize the whole idea of nurture like we're not supposed to as women just throw it off and like be careless i don't think that that's that's the plan that we don't care about our bodies and and i don't think actually like genuinely none of women actually do um but i think they that we could stop when we feel like we're just kind of numb um, to like this pressure on beauty that we just kind of like become careless. I, I, that's one side of kind or then we kind of bounce around in between those things. Or then I just, I did, you know, went into just full on dieting and like exercising and just making sure I have all the stars I can to feel good about myself. And I actually, I actually like to say this, it's kind of like a golden handcuffs. Like mm, I yeah. made myself a little prison that I lived in and 
and actually didn't didn't nurture myself at all. I couldn't even nurture Sean, you know. And mm. then, and I kept still having shame, even though I did all these things. Mm. And so that's I don't want. And I think I made myself a shameful, like a prison of shame and stars. Mm. Um, or yeah, yeah like so. So it took me a while to realize, like, wow. well, I am created to be first of all to be nurtured by God, and then myself to nurture myself in a healthy way um when it comes to understanding food and understanding Mm -hmm. my my body and how it relates to having sex with sean and and actually like i did set some boundaries on sean you know what i do Mm -hmm. enjoy and what i don't enjoy and i think that was also very hard for me very vulnerable but i think it was very healthy yeah and Sean shared some things with me he wants and don't want. And that took a while. Yeah. And, and, and maybe this can just be the framework for our, our time today. And it's actually so cool because that was the last session I had with the, the client I was sharing with at the beginning about who got engaged. This was mm-hmm. the last session I had with him was to really understand and name any lingering shame, to mm-hmm. defy it, to dismantle it, and to become vulnerable. And that's like that's foundational. Mm-hmm. template on how to really face shame and live on without it and one of the biggest things for us was becoming fully known right mm-hmm. like understanding shame to say this is the story these are the stories mm-hmm. to defy it by saying wow like god loves me helena loves me after sharing all that that's incredible mm-hmm. to dismantle it to realize wow like that actually that happened to me like that abuse that was abuse or that mm. was something that i didn't plan or didn't ask for and then to become more and more vulnerable mm-hmm. to receive attunement to offer attunement it's love yes. it's kind of the structure of like facing truth reality and love mm. and beautiful. i'll write that in the description but that's really from that's from chapter 11 from unwanted as well it's just so powerful yes and these are really the kind of things as we learn from the story at the beginning of this like that's the kind of stuff that i love coaching people mm-hmm. in because man there's just so much yeah. freedom available yeah there's no condemnation in christ we need to live in that mm-hmm. and that really goes back to even our episode last week it's like hearing from god begins with saying wow i am righteous and clean in the eyes of the lord because of what christ has done mm. humbling ourselves that's so good and that's really where we dismantle yes. shame, right? Is humbling ourselves to say, wow, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not this horrendous human being. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have sin nature, but there, Christ is in me. Mm-hmm. You're so. cleansed. Like you're, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Like that the, the sin is cleansed by him when when we feel that way that's right so yeah i just like we could go on and on and on about our parts of our stories and yeah. etc but i think like really wanting to just make that super clear mm-hmm. right the naming and understanding totally. the dots yeah and i think and just wanted to say this like i felt like i had this on my heart is this like so many times like the 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 idea of shame is actually most of the times is actually not something that you did wrong, but it's something that, that many times some, somebody has done wrong to you. 
so you you carry that with you like I had some really traumatic experiences of betrayal and uh like like sexual betrayal and then like even being introduced to pornography and that really um affected me and, and my understanding of me and you know from an early age if you are introduced to it um it's it, again like I that was something that happened to me and um and, and that's kind of where what I'm saying is like many times actually shame carries like this thing that was like given to us by somebody else but more, most of the times by their own sin um and but yeah. and where guilt yeah. is most times is the thing that we kind of did ourselves you can definitely go back and forth like yes. i've had clients where you know they at 11 years old went in and basically you know sexually fondled or or more their sister and they just can't wrap their head around why they would do that it's just monstrous to them mm-hmm. right and the reality is is it just carries so much shame like i'm a pervert that's my sister what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and one of the things we do to look at it is we like by understanding it we look at what is the shame saying about you to defy it we look at one of the one of the things we do is we look at how god made the brain how god made the body like an 11 year old is very curious and doesn't know to some degree what's going on like their mm-hmm. body is now in mode of like wanting pleasure and the primitive part is like activated and then we look at dismantling it saying i was never taught about sex Mm-hmm. My my sister and I shared a bedroom. My parents didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. And we actually like dismantle the shame. We're not like dismissing, saying it's okay what happened. Mm-hmm. But shame is saying that that person's a pervert. Mm-hmm. But that person was just misguided and sinful. Mm-hmm. And then we wrap it up by becoming more vulnerable about these things with a, a person that can attune to us. Saying like, man, I was actually this like lonely and my sister, like, I had a client, he said, my sister made me feel special. Mm-hmm. When shame wants to come in and say you're a pervert, it's so insidious, mm-hmm. right? And this can be so easily misunderstood. Mm-hmm. But really what we're trying to do is not say what happened is okay. We're trying to say what happened makes sense. Mm-hmm. But shame wants you to not make sense of it and feel like a pervert, mm-hmm. feel like a loser. Yeah, and then you even do that, like, that's what could happen then. That actually creates even more power. It fuels yeah, exactly. all these things, so, and um, and I think that's where we really like the matter of what Jesus has done, and and the his his power is like the most beautiful thing ever. We get to receive, like that's the best thing about like coming back to the Eli is that he is the one that is, um, you know, Jesus is the one that actually has taken away the sin and then we actually can operate from we can operate from the new and and not from thinking that this is our identity now um that's that's how i i feel about shame like that's the only thing that really helps me the most is the understanding and then being able to understand who i really am so so like you were saying like renewing my mind with that yeah and that's just been huge for me. And and I and for for you and I, right? And like just wrap it up. Like what has happened in our lives since dismantling the shame, and even in our sex life, especially in our sex life. Like it's just it's just so beautiful. Like we we're actually talking today about that. Like it's just 
Yeah. And make it's so so precious. Yeah. I, I really feel. Yeah. It's beautiful. Hundred percent. Well, if you're a man and you want to know not just what we're gonna say, but how to do it, there's a free course in the men's community, the Secret Habit Men's Community, called Creating a Sexual Template. And this is what we did. Mm-hmm. Is one of my my favorite stories is that we wrote down the things that make us feel shame or embarrassment or keep us silent. And then I defied the ones that you wrote down mm-hmm. and you defied the ones that I wrote down with truth and facts. Mm-hmm. And that was incredible. And then we kind of dismantled like, Where did that come from? That's not true. Like, how did that get there? Yeah. And then we became vulnerable when we were having sex or when we were having intimacy to say, okay, this is creeping back up. I need to mm-hmm. tell Helena now because she's safe. Because mm-hmm. she cares. Because she told me what's true last time. And I need to hear it again. Mm-hmm. And like the whole free course on creating a sexual template is all about that. Yes. Like that's actually the like the template of creating a sexual template. A, a, a beautiful intimacy. A relationship that you feel fully known and fully loved. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, what changed for me and, and kind of like even seeing the fruits today is that there is a sense of like operating from I'm loved and, and 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 sort of like the lies that have been dismantled are not having power over me. Like there is this beauty where I, I think it could come to Sean if I think something that he thinks that is not true. I don't know if that makes sense. But it's like I had so many ideas of like Sean thinks this, and I think that, but I actually don't have any evidence that he actually thinks that. I just would think that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that would just just be in my head, and it would totally be this lie. And so having you in this, that conversation was the biggest thing for me, where I, I would ask him, like, if he really thinks that, and he didn't think that. And it's like, oh, so where do I have that from? You know what I mean? So it was so actually freeing to have that space where we kind of like looked at each other and we're like, I really love you. And, 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 and operating from that space where today we could talk about sex openly and, and, and dismantle lies in regards to our sexual yeah, intimacy so is one of the greatest things. Yeah, so good. That's really what it's all about is to say that person is safe for me to come to them with this thought I'm having about myself or even about them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, that was a game changer. Yes. Like that changed everything to feel like that's a safe person. And maybe the final kicker is it's not, hey, Helena, I'm just feeling like I'm just not even a good husband. It's like an affirmation isn't, no, 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 you're not a bad husband. That's yes. not affirming. Yeah. Affirmation would say, hun, you are an amazing husband. Elaborating would be ideal, but you can see it's a, it's an active yeah. language, not passive or yes. positive, not negative. Yes. And I think that one of the things I remember I needed to hear is like when I, you know, I really need to hear that. No, that is not true. Helena, look at the Helena, like look at me right now. That isn't true. Mm. And I think I really needed to hear that from Sean. Like the certain things I thought uh and you know what? Some of them were true. 
And then we talked about them that were hurting me. Vulnerability. A lot of them, yes. But a lot of them were actually untrue. And so I'm carrying with this burden that isn't even like true. And so uh, it was so, so amazing because I think I really need to hear like, no, Helena, that's not true at all. And actually telling me that, that it isn't true, that this thought isn't true, that it, it is a lie. Yeah. And then affirming. And then affirming afterwards. Or other way around can work as well. But it's just important that the affirmation Mm -hmm. is active and positive. Yes. Yeah. So I think that gives some great framework, uh, our story, some steps you guys can look at and take, even that access to the sexual template course. Um, It is uh, available. And like these are things that we want to give people. So Mm -hmm. our failures are your success, as we always say. (laughs) Uh, I think that was... uh, yeah, an important topic to cover tonight. Yes. So thanks for sharing, hon. So good. Yeah. So good to do this together. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, we really recommend and encourage people to write and review. It really helps the algorithm and to, for other people to hear this podcast. And if you don't do it, we'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish. <laughs> In the words of the Grinch. Take care. We love you. God bless. God bless. Let's go. <laughs>